Come Holy Spirit. Lord, as always, we give you permission to do what you desire. Lord, make our minds, our hearts, our souls fertile soil, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate the scriptures and these great mysteries for us, Lord. Reveal to us the face of the Father. Convict and console our hearts and speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I'm not sure about you, but I know for myself that um, while I had in my mind, you know, this entire time and making plans for different situations, I had in my mind that the pandemic could kind of drag on for, for who knows how long. I think there wasn't a hope, and maybe even a little bit of an expectation that, that things would kind of continue to move in a positive direction. And that, um, again, at least I know for certain that I had a great hope there and maybe some level of expectation. So to kind of see that, all right, we're maybe going, maybe going backwards a little bit or things are changing here and those things, it's kind of caused me to think and reflect a little bit and kind of come to terms with that reality. Like, okay, we might be in this situation for a while longer than we thought. And as I know, as I've kind of prayed and thought to myself and, and talked to some other people, there are a number, there's a range of emotions that come with that. There's a range of emotions that come with that. But I think two that I want to kind of talk about today and highlight and look at through the lens of the scriptures is one is maybe feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Okay, what, if, if this is going to continue to be like this, then, then what is it going to look like for us here as a, a church on this campus? And, you know, what, what is campus ministry going to look like this next year? What is campus ministry going to look like from this? What is life going to look like for students? What is life going to look like for families with children and school, people who have businesses and the economic status and healthcare workers and the people who are actually have the virus and their families and I mean, just so many things. Like, it can seem what, how are we going to move? What is going to happen? Where are we going to go? This feeling maybe of being a little overwhelmed. And then I think as well with that, kind of on the other side of it, is this desire to do something, to make an impact, even in the midst of this situation. Like, okay, Lord, here's where we are. Here's the situation. And it's kind of something that is ever-changing, ever-developing, evolving. And so how can I, in this unique situation we're in, try to make an impact for the sake of the kingdom of God? Like, I want to do something, but it seems like, or not just seems like, it is the reality that how we functioned as a church and how we function. When I say as a church, I don't mean just things inside of the walls of this building, but as members of the body of Christ in the world, how we functioned is different. How we are going to live our mission of bringing the life and the light of Christ into the world is different. And so as we approach this, right, feeling a level of overwhelmed as well as a desire to do something, when these two things come together, then maybe we can say, well, gosh, like what I want to do seems too small. Or maybe 
what I feel capable of doing because of restrictions or certain things seems too small. Like I, I have great desire, but what seems like I'm able to do is only little. Today's second parable from Jesus reminds us that united to Christ and with great faith and trust in the Father, nothing is too small in the kingdom of God. United with the heart of Jesus and his offering to the Father and confidence in the power of the Holy Spirit and in God's providence, nothing, nothing is too small in the kingdom of God. Just think of this in terms of salvation history. After the fall, we were in need of a savior. And the world is just longing and longing and longing for the coming of the Messiah. And, and I've mentioned this before, I'll say it a million times, like, I'm not the Lord, right? But if I was like, Lord, why? Sometimes it just seems like you take so long. Like, I mean, why, did it, why was it so long before Christ? Why so long? And then we can say, like, when, when Jesus came, think of this. When he came, how did he come? How did he initially manifest himself? Solely through the grace of the Holy Spirit, through the angel, to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And he came as a seed. It conceived in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Very small, indetectable to anyone except Our Lady. And just planted. God himself. And then there was no growth, right? I mean, no visible growth that anyone could see for a while. And then eventually there is nine months, right? Nine months of growing in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And then even then, the manifestation to, to the world, right? The manifestation to the rest of the world. He was just a small child. And then for 30 years, for 30 years, a hidden life in Nazareth until the beginning of his public ministry. In the beginning of his public ministry, like what was that, to like 40 million people? No, just a few. And how many people began to follow him initially? Thousands? No, just a few. Just one by one, in small group by small group. And then, yes, crowds began to gather. The second parable Jesus tells us, he says, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds. Yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come to dwell in its branches. What is the kingdom of heaven? Actually, the better question is, who is the kingdom of heaven? 
is Jesus Christ. Jesus himself is the kingdom. And we enter into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, as we enter into the life of Christ. And so he, again, came as a small child, conceived in the womb of his mother, the smallest of seeds. And then he grew. And then as people were drawn to him, right, as people were drawn to him, because we think of this, as we are baptized, we are grafted onto the vine of Christ. That in this particular parable, right, if he's going to say, oh, he's a mustard bush, right, then we're grafted on to Christ as we are baptized and drawn into him. And so the growth of the kingdom of God is as souls are brought into communion with Christ through the grace of baptism and staying united on the vine. And then it grows. And then it grows. And then people come. Right, people from all places and all ages and all cultures. Now, as the church started then, again, just right there, right there in, in, in Jerusalem, you know, and this is slowly moving, slowly moving from the, the upper room, just boom, this, this powerful grace uh, of Pentecost, and then moving out as missionaries into the world because the Lord said, go out into all nations, right? Baptize all nations, draw all people in to the vine, draw all people into communion with the Lord. But it didn't happen. It's still overnight. It is still happening now. The mission still continues. Person by person, drawn in and grafted onto the vine of Christ. And then that vine grows. And then more people able to come and enter onto the, into the shelter, right? Like these birds, to dwell in the branches of the vine of Christ in his church. And so as we're looking at our current situation that, that is ever-changing and, and we don't know exactly what's going to happen and what things are going to be, what are going to look like, and maybe as we're asking ourselves the question, or maybe asking the Lord the question, like, Lord, like, hey, man, you know, you want to speed it up a little bit? Because if you... I mean, I can help you push the gas if, if you want. Come on, Lord. And as we're saying this, then, then the Lord is saying, just remain in me. Remain grafted onto the vine. And that none of us can be the whole vine, right? You think, like, it's so overwhelming. Like, I cannot do all the things that need to be done. And maybe even my desires are great, but the restrictions are so much. Then, then where has the Lord placed us? What can we do there? And there is nothing united with Christ. There is nothing empowered by the grace of the Holy Spirit that is too small in the kingdom of God. And that something may be simply a seed at this time that, that will grow and flower and bear great fruit in the Lord's kingdom. So as we're walking these days, let us make 
an affirmation, another act of faith and trust in the power of God and in his providence that we are here in these times by God's providence and let us trust in his grace and mercy. And then as we receive the Holy Eucharist today, whether you receive the Eucharist here today with us or whether you are participating virtually and we're praying for the grace of that deep spiritual communion in your own heart, that, that this is Christ the seed, right? This is Christ nourishing us, being planted into the depths of our souls again as we receive him to be united ever more deeply to be nourished ever more more healthily and strongly onto the vine of Christ that he may bear fruit in our life and that we too may be one of those branches that people come to rest underneath and find shelter because if there are just a few that come under each of us Right, as a branch, if there are just a few who find shelter in our prayer, in our concern, in our care, in our acts of charity, our works of mercy, then, then the vine will continue to grow and the kingdom of God will spread and souls will know the grace of eternal salvation. So let us bring our feelings of being overwhelmed and let's bring our desires of doing great things in these times to the Lord and lay them at their feet and say, God, it is your kingdom to build and, and where do you want me to stand? Where do you want me to move and to take my particular place and then have confidence in him that even if we cannot see it, as no one could initially see Christ growing in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, that God is working. And that the kingdom of God is growing. Mainly by the power and grace of the Holy Spirit. So he proposed to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds. Yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches.